tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC. Blog Talk Radio. The following is a post time with Mike and Mike production. Beckham Seacham down by the seaside. Beckham Seacham wins the Breeders' Crown. It's Rock and Ron, Mick Wicked on the inside. Mick Wicked to win the Jim York Memorial. Fear the Dragon fights on down by the seaside on the outside. Fear the Dragon down by the seaside. Down by the seaside. And Brian Sears gets up to do it. Keystone Velocity getting closer. Mel Mara looking for the line. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity takes it at the very end. All bets off. Keystone Velocity. Keystone Velocity. And Dan Dubay to win the Potomac Pace. This guy's the Energizer Bunny as they head for the Royal Fire Guns. Here he comes. Foiled again. He keeps going and going and going and going and going. You're tuned in to the official podcast of the sport of harness racing post time with Mike and Mike with co-hosts Mike Carter and it's bus 936 and bus 936 on the wings of an angel and Mike Bozich outside heaven rocks but the clock's running out Bella Buster Hanover wins the Commodore Ferry going and going weekend of traveling. We're back at the USDA studios for Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter back alongside of Mike Bozich, who decided to take a vacation day last Thursday. I don't know where he was, but uh, he wasn't around here, that's for sure. No, he was watching his son graduate uh, from kindergarten. But Mike, it's good to have you back on. Well, we appreciate it. And a big high five to Wendy Ross, who just did a phenomenal job uh, in my absence, uh, she's aces, and she did a heck of a job, so certainly a big high five to her. But, Mike, you talk about vacations, okay? And, you know, sometimes you just need to get away from the technology. And I'm about to do that starting <laughs> Saturday. So Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, and part of Tuesday – we got a cabin. We rented a cabin, my wife and, and uh, Benjamin and I, and we're going to be away from technology. No cell phones, no computers, no iPads, nothing. You better hope that Mike and Mike's site doesn't crash Sunday, Saturday, <laughs> Sunday, or Monday because you might not hear from us for a couple of days because uh, you're about the only one who could work it. No, I'm kidding. Listen, it's a well-deserved break, my friend. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I think everybody needs a little vacation every once in a while. So, But, but you know, it's, it's funny because you, you talk about how much – I don't think we realize how much technology 
has taken over our lives, if you think about it. I mean, think about how many minutes of the day, Mike, that you're not in front, that, that you're not in front of a computer screen or a cell phone or an iPad or a television or something like that. I would venture to say that most people are in front of one of those devices probably 23 hours a day. Well, I mean, minus sleep, probably what, 15, 16 hours a day. I, I could say that. I mean, that's, you know, that that's a pretty uh, well thought out analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be good to get away, but, you know, speaking of it in a way, you mentioned Mike, we've been on the road and uh, what a, a great time you guys had at the, at the Pepsi North America cup. I mean, it was a great, great night of racing. I mean, we saw some superstars really establish themselves and, and I know you guys had a blast and uh, I'll tell you what, it was, it was a great, great night of racing, Mike. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Our view was fantastic, and uh, what a night of live uh, racing it was. We got to see Hanalore Hanover before we went on the air just absolutely dominate the Armbro flight field. Uh, Sharton in the Roses are Red, but how about Lather Up? Probably the most visually impressive performance of the night was Lather Up. Uh, 148 and 1 is a big mile for a three-year-old. Yeah, it certainly is, and I think Latherup really established himself as the dominating three-year-old pacer out there. I mean, I know there's a lot of great three-year-olds, and, you know, the Pepsi North America Cup is still, I mean, it's still in June, so there's still a lot of time for, you know, three-year-olds to establish themselves and, uh, you know, to peak, and, you know, we talk about form cycles and this and that, and uh, but lather up as of right now is, uh, well, I'll tell you what, he shot up the, uh, the Hamiltonian Breeders' Crown Poles, didn't he? Oh, for sure. Uh, he was my number two uh, vote uh, right behind Hanalore Hanover uh, this week. Yeah, and Hanalore Hanover, once again, she put on a Toronto clinic. I mean, she could run, you know, Mike, she could run the table, quite honestly. You know, um, I mean, she is just that dominant right now. Another dominating effort at the Mohawk over the weekend. And uh, like you said, you mentioned a Sharton. What about Sharton? What a great effort that was. You know, I, I got to be honest. I was one of her biggest critics because, you know, I, I mean, I watched her win the Betsy Ross here, and the Blue Moon Stride had a bad post that particular day and was really closing at her, you know, and then Sharton goes on to make the break the very next start. So I'm thinking, you know, maybe there's uh, some weakness. Maybe there's some chinks in the armor, you know, and this is a horse that kind of, you know, raced early in the springtime and, and, you know, early in the springtime, you're not facing the toughest competition. I mean, a lot of horses come back off a layoff. A lot of the top horses come back and race in the in the late spring, early summer for the stakes season and the grand circuit and all that. But uh, I'll tell you what, Sharpton quieted the critics, I think, on Saturday night, me included. You know, listen, I, I don't think that she quieted me just yet. Uh, I think she's got a, a few chinks in the armor, obviously a very uncharacteristic break, two starts back. But Garnett and I, you know, noticed a couple of things in her that I wasn't too visually impressed with. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how she kind of bounces back off of that winning effort in the uh, Roses are Red. And Garnett, and how good of a handicapper is he? He had two really uh, good horses that he liked. Uh, at uh, on Saturday night, Sintra uh, being one of them, wanted seven to one, and the other being at an overnight race towards the end of the card, the Downtown Bus, another uh, seven or eight to one shot that won. So, 
Garnett can, Garnett's saying things very clearly right now from a handicapping point of view. Listen, listen, Garnett and I rode that bus all the way downtown with to the bank uh, because <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I think I had to try. He had he had it up and down. We uh, I think we both got even on that race. That's for sure. That's right. You're, <laughs> you're, you're doing well too, and the, and the gold sheet helped you out too over the last couple of days. Hasn't yeah, it? you know the the handicappers corner uh, helped me out uh, a little bit uh, the other night in the tune of a pretty big uh, superfecta. So that wasn't too bad. And, you know, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, it, it, you got to follow uh, the gold sheet. He's at a 40% clip. That is unheard, unheard of, of for a public handicapper. Unheard of. It, it, it's, it certainly is. And, and uh, you know what? I mean, I guess, you know, the, some of the detractors can say, well, you know, it's a lot of favorite and that. But I'll tell you what, still, I don't care – what what the price are a lot of times. And by the way, he is he's above two dollars in the ROI. So his ROI I think is around two twenty. So he's doing just fine in that well, category. But the, the, the other thing is, I mean, you have to look at the average win price uh, right. of him. And the average win price has consistently been above five dollars. And so that's, 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 I mean, that's fantastic. Huge for that for that high of a win percentage for that high of, the, of a win percentage, Mike, that's super. Right. I completely agree. It's uh it's one of those things that uh you know you gotta pay attention to. So, uh, you know, it, it we'll get the handicappers quarter kind of revved back up. Uh, we got some Hoosier Park action. We got some Harris Philadelphia action coming up uh, very shortly as well. And, uh, Mike, uh, speaking of Hoosier Park, uh, our man Pete Wren scored win number 10,000 at Hoosier Park, becoming just the 14th North American base driver to do so. And uh, we're going to talk to him uh, towards the top of the hour. That's right. So that kind of a late addition on our program. So Pete Wren's going to be joining us. You never know who's going to be joining us on Post Time with Mike and Mike, <laughs> even though we put out the graphic of our guests. You know, we always might add one or two at the last minute. So Pete Wren's going to be joining us. I know Pete. I've known Pete for a long, long time. He was a dominant force at Hazel Park for many years, dominant force in the state of Michigan. Uh, so I had a chance to call quite a few of those 10,000 wins uh, in Michigan. So Pete's going to be joining us. The fine track announcer at Running Aces, Darren Gagne, is actually in the on-deck circle he's going to be joining us here in just a few minutes we're going to talk about uh, what they're doing they're doing some great things up there at Ronnie Gaines's uh what else we have Gary Isles what a great story this is Mike Gary Isles is the owner of the Pepsi North America Cup winner lather up and uh, I'll tell you what Gary is uh, I had a chance to talk to Gary uh, off the air uh, a couple of days ago for about the 15 minutes. What a what a really good guy he, uh, Gary Isles is. So that's really a treat for him to join us. That's going to be at the top of the hour. Speaking of another treat, Mike, we've got Mariah Wright. And for those of you that aren't familiar with that name, Mariah is the daughter of Daryl Wright, who's a longtime Michigan driver, now plying his craft at Hoosier Park. But Mariah Wright got her first driving win, right, Mike? Yeah, she scored win number one at the Paulding County Fair right here in Ohio, and uh, we're going to talk to her about that victory. I had a chance to talk to her while I was at Scioto Downs uh, the other day, and uh, she was not only very excited about the win, but she's very excited about her stable. She's helping to train some, and you know what? What a what an invigorating scene it was to see a youth uh, that was young and trying to make a name for herself in the sport of harness racing. And plus, we've got not one, but two, the dynamic duo, Jeff and Janine <laughs> Gessick had a chance to sit down with them yesterday from Pacing for the Cure. Uh, this is a can't-miss segment, Mike, because they had a chance to talk about what's actually happening in terms of the research, some of the updates, some of the latest research 
and technology that's going into fight multiple sclerosis. So that's coming up on the show as well. Certainly a can't miss segment. We're loaded today. We're loaded today on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Michael. We'll get the ball rolling with the outstanding track announcer of running aces uh, up in Minnesota, Darren Gagne. He's coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. At Bet America, we don't do promotions only for new players. As a regular player at BetAmerica.com, you can take advantage of several promotions each week. Go to BetAmerica.com extra and visit our promotions calendar and find out how you can get double wager reward points on our featured tracks. It's just another reason why it's time to play the Bet America way. Over the past 25 years, Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join Revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Join Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment for our championship meet that is highlighted on July 14th with Crawford Farms, Meadowlands Pace, and then wraps up on August 4th with our prestigious Pembletonian. Join us for promotion pack Friday and Saturday nights with post time at 7.15. Test your skills and take a shot at the survivor wager for added gambling fun. For more info, go to playmeadowlands.com. We're back on this edition of Host Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, we talked a little bit before the break about exciting racing action. And I'll tell you what, uh, that combined with the value is what you'll find at Running Aces. Yeah, no question about it. They uh, have done a tremendous job in in building up their product, and this is a relatively new product. But once again, uh, you know, a situation where Ben Blum and Darren Gandhi and the guys have just done an outstanding job. Uh, I mean, they've built their handle up. They've got a very attractive wagering menu, and it's really become uh, one of the one of the uh, the places where you kind of have to add into your you know simulcasting calendar if you're betting uh, multiple tracks, Mike. Speaking of running aces, we're here to talk with Ben Blum and Darren Gagne. We're going to welcome it. First of all, welcome in, guys. We'll start with uh, Ben first. Uh, how's everything going out at uh, running aces in Minnesota? Pretty good, pretty good. Thanks for having me. You know, I mean, uh, this year has been a, a great year for running aces to start off. We've got some new guaranteed pools, uh, new partnerships, and we're looking to uh, – expand and get as much exposure as we possibly can so again thank you guys for having us and Darren's doing the best he can to work with everyone and it's uh it's really starting to drive and obviously Ben uh one thing that harness racing lacks at a lot of racetracks is crowd and crowd presence and one thing that I notice uh, from all the photos and videos and things that I've seen um, one thing running aces does not lack is a love for the sport of harness racing and the fans. It seems like they're six, seven, eight deep, even during the week. How do you guys draw those people in? You know, we've, uh, we've stayed with consistent promotions and the same days of racing since we opened 10 years ago. It's our 11th year now. And, uh, no, I think that our marketing team does a great job of getting to folks in the twin cities. We don't charge admission ever. 
And, you know, our goal is to provide a quality product and family-friendly environment and engage with our fans as much as we can. Let's bring in Darren Gani, the fine track announcer of uh, Running Aces. Darren, we certainly appreciate you joining us, buddy. Welcome to the program. Hi, guys. Thank you, Mike and, and Carter. Listen, a big congratulations from all of us out here at Running Aces. Appreciate right, it, man. Thank we'll, you. All right. Well, listen, Darren, in my opinion, you're one of the best track announcers in the game. I mean, if anybody's listened to Darren call a race, I mean, he brings the same energy each and every race. And, you know, as a track announcer, that can be tough to do a lot of times, bring that energy uh, day in and day out, race in and race out. Um, Darren, tell us a little bit about that. You've, you know, from a calling point of view, um, you know, I mean, running aces is, uh, what about a, about a four, four and a half month meet somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, so you do have to shake a little bit of rust off when you, when you get back in the booth, what are some of the things that you do on a personal level to kind of shake that rust off? Absolutely. Well, you know what, to be honest with you, there's not like a particular routine that I have or something. You just have to get yourself ready, uh, psyched up, get in the right mindset. Um, it's certainly different for me calling, as you said, you know, four and a half or five months out of the year versus somebody who's calling, you know, week in, week out, you know, all year long. So, so it's definitely different. I do have to get myself in the mode as uh, a couple of weeks approach before the meet. But, but you know me, I bring, I try to bring uh, as much excitement into it as I can with each and every call. But I appreciate your kind words, very flattering. And Darren, one of the big things, and Mike just talked about it, and actually this question is going to be for both you guys. And Darren, I'll let you lead off, and then uh, Ben can come on next. But um, as far as the good crowds, I mean, obviously you guys get a very good live crowd, and, and it's certainly no surprise that you know you, you watch the simulcast signal, and each no matter what day of the week it is, there's a big crowd, you know, enjoying the races at at running aces. But obviously one of the big challenges is is, is fan education. I mean, to try to get these people, you know, to be more active at the windows obviously i think that's the goal what are some of the things that you guys are trying to do to maybe trying to educate fans to try to get them more actively involved and you know boost the handle up a little bit well one of the things that we do is we try to give them as many tools as we possibly can and we promote our website quite a bit and we put a lot of content on there for our fans they can take a look at, the, you know, our brochures on, you know, helpful handicapping tips, how to read the program. We have all of that loaded on there. They can look up TrackMaster stats. We have, of course, uh, my handicapping analysis and picks. We have other track handicappers. We have guest handicappers. We break down the guaranteed pick four wagers on the website as well. And we have a couple of other partnerships to do that with. But one of the other main things we're doing is giving out free past performance downloads on our website as well. So we're trying to give our fans the tools um, in order to, you know, help educate themselves um, and and to be better handicappers and have a chance at winning some of these uh, big payouts that you see at Running Aces. Now, Ben, talk to us a little bit about the from a promotional standpoint uh, some of the things you guys have put on. I know the Dan Patch uh, Stakes is kind of like your highlight weekend uh, at Running Aces. Um, talk to us a little bit about that and uh, what's coming up. Yeah, so feature races this year, we added a few things to our calendar just to try to entice people to join us live at the track. Uh, for Father's Day weekend, we had a you know, $20,000 featured trot and pace. Um, it was the first time we did those this year, so it's just our opens, but higher purses with, uh, you know, hopefully the, the tent to gather people. For the Dan Patch Days, it's July 
the uh, 21st and 22nd. We've got the nominations closing here for those, I think, this week. They should be done now. And then the eliminations and the preview will be the weeks before that. And then the day before the Dan Patch, we have the 25,000 Minnesota Preferred Pace and Trots. And the, the purpose of those is to promote Minnesota racing and show the show the betting public the great races we have this year. Then one final question before we let you guys go. Um, obviously, as far as the geographic location of running aces, you guys are on a little bit of an island out there, and and obviously it's you know it's you guys have to be creative in terms of horse supply. How does that work out a little bit? I mean, for those people that don't know, where do you get a majority of your horses from, and and how do you keep card in these uh, what are very competitive races? You know, Nancy Verge is our race secretary. She does a phenomenal job. Um, Starting these races and you know as a team we we go out and recruit and you know we, we have a strong partnership with cal expo to get almost 50 percent or sometimes a little more of our barns full of their horses from the winter which is really really easy for us to get um you know we're the we're the next track over if you will but it is definitely an island it's a challenge to try to get folks to join us um you know one thing i will say is that our facilities and our track and our team are, are dedicated to horse racing. And, uh, you know, when you look at our track, it's it's a beautiful place to be. And I, I can't say that I've ever heard anyone come here and say, oh, geez, I, I really don't want to come back. So it's it's just one of those things you have to come visit, you have to come see to, to enjoy. And, Darren, uh, and real quick before we let you guys go, Darren, I noticed you guys have been doing like a, a guest handicapper thing and, and trying to get, you know, handicappers and people involved in that way, and I think that's that's tremendous. How'd that come about? It, uh, well, I just thought, you know, it was just one of those things of, you know, getting more people involved. Um, I think that it's another tool that not only our on-track fans, but a lot of our fans out in simulcast land like to draw from when they see opinions of different handicappers at, at a track, and they kind of mesh those in with their thoughts, and then they come up with their best ticket, you know, for the for for the race or if it's for a sequence bet like the pick four. So I just thought that it was it would be a good tool, particularly this season when we we really are pushing our pick four wager to uh, have some more um, expert, if you will, opinions chiming in and helping the fans uh, come up with their, their their picks. All right, fantastic. Well, Ben Blum, Darren Gani, you guys are doing a terrific job building that product up as it continues to grow year in and year out. And, guys, we certainly appreciate you joining us, and uh, we'll be checking in with you, Darren, each and well, every week. Thank you, Mike, friends. and uh, hope, we'll hope you'll be uh, tuning in for the $7,500 guaranteed late pick four at Running Aces. All right, man? Fantastic. Uh, Ben, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. Yep, thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right, that was Darren Gagne and uh, Ben Blum from Running Aces. And Mike, like we said, I mean, they've just done a tremendous job of building that product up. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges there at Running Aces. We talked about the geographical challenge of Running Aces, you know, to put competitive races together. And, you know, it's a lot of times, Mike, you, you know, you're dealing with, especially this time of year, a crowded you know, simulcast market with a lot of the harness tracks, uh, you know, racing in the summertime. And it's it's very tough to try to get and build the following, but they're doing a heck of a job. Yeah, it's tough to get people in the seats. And like we talked about, every week, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, it always seems like there's a crowd there uh, of at least a few hundred, maybe even a thousand or more. It's just incredible to see the kind of crowds that they attract. 
All right, we still have a lot left on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Our good friend Pete Wren will be joining us. He just got a win number 10,000, one of only 14 individuals to do so, and we'll talk to Pete about that fine accomplishment coming up. Plus, Gary Isles, the owner of Lather Up, the Pepsi North America Cup winner, we'll talk to him. Mariah Wright and Jeff and Janine Gessick all coming up on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We'll be back in just a moment. Are you interested in learning more about owning standard bred racehorses? Do you want to experience the excitement of driving a standard bred? Owning a racehorse is a once-in-a-lifetime experience and not as difficult as you may think. The United States Trotting Association wants to help make your ownership dreams a reality. Contact a member of the Ownership Concierge team by email at owners at ustrotting.com or by calling 877-800-8782, extension 5555. The Standard Bread Pleasure Horse Organization of New Jersey is proud to present the National Standard Bread Horse Show. Coming up on August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. It's fun for the whole family. The fun starts on Friday, August 10th at 6.30 with games and fun divisions featuring the Sam McKee Memorial Barrel Race. Then on Saturday, August 11th, it's Western In-Hand Showmanship, Driving, Roadster, and Gated Divisions. And on Sunday, August 12th, Dressage, English Equitation, Jumping, Hunters Fresh Off the Track, War Horse, and the Pacing for the Cure 2 Gated Pleasure Class. This year's show is in memory of the late, great Sam McKee. For more information, visit us at sphonj.org. That's sphonj.org. It's the National Standard Bread Horse Show, August 10th, 11th, and 12th at the Horse Park in Allentown, New Jersey. Be there! Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's winbackfarm.com. 12 championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders' Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail. Modern legend there. Foils again. Dead game. Clear vision laid on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foils again. And Pit Rock together. Run 49 and 2. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, I'll tell you, it is hard to get one of anything, but how about 10,000 of something? <laughs> now 10,001 after last night. I'll tell you what, it is not easy to get one victory in this sport, but 10,000 is absolutely incredible. 
It's an unbelievable accomplishment, and like I said, I've had Pete. I've seen uh, Pete drive many, many times, and in, in the state of Michigan, now Pline is straight at Hoosier Park, and just uh, what a what an outstanding driver. I mean, just uh, a great, great driver, and a great accomplishment to get ten thousand wins. And Mike, he's joining us right now. Yeah, Peter Wren joins us uh, from his stable in Indiana. Pete, how's it going, man? It's all good. Yeah, thanks, guys. Good to be here. Well, Pete, I got to ask uh, probably the most burning question is, is it, are you glad to finally have it off your back now and uh, finally get it done? Yeah, you know, it was time coming. I, uh, when I got down near it, I was hoping uh, that was one of my accomplishments to get 10,000. And uh, it's over, like you say, I'm 10,001 now. It's, uh, you know, they don't come as quick as they once did, that's for sure. It was more fun when I was winning about one out of four instead of one out of ten, but there again, it's just that that's what time gets you sometimes. Now, Pete, did you feel any pressure at all as you were approaching 10,000 uh, to get that milestone victory? No, I really, I mean, I would have to, I, 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 in, in years past, certain milestones maybe did, but this one that really didn't because I knew it was going to, I was hoping it would come sooner or later. And, um, you know, I wasn't too sure if the 10,000 meant something the other night or actually went in three in one night. Maybe that had something to do with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, Mike Bozich here. Uh, first of all, first first time in a, a while we've had a chance to talk. Uh, obviously, know you from the old Michigan days. Saw you win a lot of races, called a lot of races that you won over at Hazel Park. Talk a little, a bit uh, to us about the uh, the old Michigan days. I mean, it's kind of a shame what happened there, and and uh, boy, we were racing quite a bit there. Even when, in two thousand and four, when I first started there, I mean, there was just racing all over the place, and. And, you know, obviously the, you know, casinos had a really big part of that and just the inability for the racetrack there to get, uh, not get expanded gaming. But talk about some of the old Michigan days, if you will. Yeah, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I, I had grown up there in Michigan and uh, did the fair circuit and that was home for me for a lot of years. And it was good. You know, I, I mean, that it brings back a lot of uh, good memories. I enjoyed every bit of it. And, you know, to see it slide the way it did, but it was, it was coming, you know, uh, there come a time where we had a chance to join up with them in the, in the casinos and they came to us first. And, uh, I think I was out East at that point and some people maybe turned it down and, and we didn't step forward and join with them. So they, uh, they went on their own and just forced us out. You know, I mean, I think it would have been a different story uh, thinking back 25 years ago or so if they would have just joined with them and, uh, you know, it would have been a booming state also, but, you know, see, there's probably been what eight racetracks or so closed there, and uh, yeah. or more. You know, I mean, I know at one time there was, you know, they're they on every corner, and uh, now Norfolk's on his last leg. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, Pete, and I know Mike's got a question for you, but when I when I started there in 2004, Hazel Park had 150 racing days. Uh, then of course you had Northville in the winter, and then you had Sports Creek, and you had Saginaw, and you had Jackson. And just, I mean, the fair circuit was unbelievable. I mean, during that uh, four or five month span there, I mean, there was, uh, you know, there was what two, three, four days of fair racing going on a week. So yeah, that that didn't take long to to, to kind of dwindle away, did it? No, you know, and people forgot about the, which I never raced there much, but they still was a good meet. You know, people out in the Muskegon area, there was a nice racetrack there, and then up in the Upper Peninsula there was a Parmigiano you know, Escanaba. You know, so if you think about all them tracks, then they're, you know, they're no longer, there's, I believe I counted one time was about eight of them that they're down to one right now. And, and the fix, you know, the fix program was always good there. There was, everybody was breeding horses. It was booming. 
uh, just like a lot of uh, states, you know, they could have kept flourishing, but, you know, uh, when they want, when, you know, big companies want to overpower you and push you out, it's, it's usually what happens. Now, Pete, earnings-wise, you've had a million-dollar season ever since 1987, with the exception of two. You drive at uh, just about every size track. Do you have a favorite uh, size track, and how do you have to change uh, your strategy as you go from, like, the mile to the five-eighths to the half? You know, I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, the, the mile track, I was never a mile track guy. DRC was there. I, well, there's another racetrack that. But I, I had raced it very light. Yeah, Wolverine Raceway was a mile, but I never raced there a lot. I did. I, I, I did race there, and I probably went a couple of races there. I was just only about 17 or so. But they uh, they had, uh, you know, the mile track was always, a, you know, a little bit intimidating, you know. And then when I go to Meadowlands, you got to start learning how, you know, especially the Meadowlands. You, you really got to be intimidated going out there. So that was always a big change. But then I got where I had liked it. You know, I, it worked well for me. Uh, so, but most of the time, you know, I was a half mile or five eighths, you know, did a lot of five eighths work, you know, dirt track. And I did a lot of dirt track too. So, you know, small tracks are always fun and, uh, you know, you can keep you on your game. Yeah, no question. Well, Pete, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us, my friend. What's, what's ahead for Pete, Ryan? You kind of just going to keep doing what you're doing right now? Yeah, you know, just, uh, uh pick and choose, you know, I, I'm really not looking forward to racing, uh, you know, any cheap horses that are 21 morning line, uh, I'm always looking for good horses. I really enjoy racing good horses, just like a lot of people. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's no secret to anybody, but you know, it's, uh, they're hard to come by and, uh, I got, I got a nice barn. We're starting to, you know, we need some better horses just like a lot of people. So hopefully, uh, you know, the future arrives with, uh, a, a little more stake money, uh, little pipe powered horses and, uh, see how that all goes. Maybe win a few more races. One of the best in the business, driver Pete Wren. Pete, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on 10,000 wins. It's uh, always good to see uh, the Michigan folks do good. All right. Well, gay guys, thanks for having me. Put on a put on a good show and enjoy it. All right. Thanks, Pete. All right. Have a good day. That's our man, Pete Wren. I got to tell you, you know, when I was, I think it was back in 2004, Mike, when I first started at Hazel Park, and I was a young guy back then, and. And, uh, you know, one of the first drivers, one of the first horsemen that I met uh, when I first started announcing there was, was Pete Wren. And, and I got to tell you, Mike, I was a little bit starstruck, to be quite honest. <laughs> Listen, you're really about uh, as starstruck with him as I was with Ronnie Wren, Jr. Uh, yeah. These guys are the big names in the sport. And uh, when you first, you know, start calling races and start calling some of their drives, uh, they, you know, they jump off the page at you. Yeah, I mean, I still am starstruck. I mean, you know, when I go down to the to the race office or whatever, and you know, you see t- likes of Tim Tetrick and Yannick Shingra walking around. I mean, I, it's still a little bit of a reality check. It's like, wow, I mean, walking next to Tim Tetrick, and there's Yannick Shingra, and there's this. You know, I mean, honestly, it's 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 really really cool. I mean, it's it's a uh, we, we got a cool job, Mike. Let's just be quite yeah, honest. We've got a very cool job. Well, you're with the stars of harness racing. I mean, what, the other day when we were out with Tim and Trace Tietrich, uh, you know, shooting video and, you know, getting the things that we needed for the USTA, uh, you know, you're, you're starstruck, but they take the time out to talk to you. They sit down and do the interviews with you, and uh, they're appreciated, that's for sure. 
All right, we still have plenty left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. We talked to a current star. We're going to be talking to a future star in just a couple of minutes, uh, driver Mariah Wright, who is uh, another Michigan uh, connection. We've got a lot of Michigan uh, going on in the show here tonight. <laughs> so uh, your Ohio people probably aren't appreciating that very much, are they? Uh, uh, no, not so no, much. No. Uh, us OHIO people don't like the uh, don't like the blue. So next week we'll have to we'll. Have have to get the uh, we'll have to get an Ohio-based show next week to yeah, even yeah, it out. Yeah. But Mariah Wright's coming up, plus uh, Jeff and Janine Gessick from Pacing for the Cure on a Can't Miss segment. That's coming up as well, and uh, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to have the owner of the Pepsi North America Cup winner lather up, Gary Isles. He's going to be joining us, and that is coming up next on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Harness Horse Youth Foundation has the power to bring a life-changing experience to any child. We introduce youth to the horses and skills that build confidence, friendships, and a lifelong love of harness racing. The Harness Horse Youth Foundation has been a positive influence in the lives of thousands of young people since 1976. Check out the complete list of Harness Horse Youth Foundation camps and activities at hhyf.org. That's hhyf.org. Twelve championship races. The captain, not to be denied. One spectacular night. And Father Patrick got a coast home a champion here. Breeders Crown 2018 coming to the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. Pitching up the rail, modern legend there. Foils again, dead game. Clear vision right on the outside. Pit Rock on the inside. Photo finish. Foils again and Pit Rock together. Looking to bet on great racing from around the country and around the world? There's no better place than BetAmerica.com. But there's also no better time to join because right now we're offering a 100% sign-up bonus up to $100 on your first deposit. Simply open a new account at BetAmerica, make your first deposit, and we'll add your bonus immediately. It's that easy. Sign up today at BetAmerica.com. We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter, still a lot left to come on this edition of the big show here today. And uh, Mike, we're about to be joined by Gary Isles. He is the owner of Lather Up, and Gary's got a very interesting story. As a matter of fact, I had a chance to talk. Uh, I, would, I, I talk a lot to one of his good friends and a good <laughs> friend of mine as well, uh, a, a longtime horseman. Uh, here in the area by the name of uh, Eddie Edwards. And he has always told me some great stories uh, about Gary. And uh, I don't want to tip anything because we're just, we're getting ready to start this interview, but uh, it's going to be a very interesting story nonetheless. But I'll tell you what, you talk about lather up, you talk about a horse like that. And uh, you know, I don't want to say obscure, but I mean, certainly not a conventional bred horse to win a type of race like that. Is it Mike? 
No, not, we were talking about that uh, at the Pepsi North America Cup on uh, Saturday. In fact, our friends at Winback Farm sent us some information on uh, Lather Up's mom, who I had never even heard of uh, before Saturday night. But I'll tell you one thing about him is he was setting all sorts of records on the um, Ohio Sire Stakes circuit last year and w- visually impressive as any horse that I have ever seen. Uh, he came to Northfield and just dominated uh, back in July last year in his Ohio Sire stakes uh race uh you know what a great what a great horse that they have certainly without further ado let's bring in uh the owner of lather up uh, gary lyle uh, gary isles gary welcome to the program my friend how are you thank you for having me well listen we certainly appreciate you joining us and i'll tell you what eddie's told me <laughs> quite a few great stories about uh about you but one of the most intriguing things about you is that you're a barber by trade is that correct was was yeah and was that was as a was yeah yeah and I, was say, I, I do i do need a hair my haircut my hair is getting a little bit long so i was going to say if i could see if i could pay you a visit <laughs> no that's, but, that's in the past now well in any event one of the things that a lot of people may not know is that a majority of the horses that you have or have had in the past are in some way named from off a barber shop, right? That is correct. And that's and and that's that's very interesting. So tell us a little bit about Lather Up. Tell us about the horse. Uh, you know, just give us a little bit about his backstory. Maybe how he is away from the racetrack a little bit. Well, we uh, you, you I don't know if you've read, but uh, I've talked to several people already and the, that the fact that he uh, uh, he was a breech birth. Um, and they had difficulty there. But before the breech birth, we had a semen mix-up. When we ordered the semen, uh, Connie, who does the breeding uh, for for George Tig, and she ordered the semen. She ordered the semen for I'm Gorgeous rather than Del Marvelous. So uh, she had called me and said, uh, Gary, I, I have a little problem here. And I said, no, go ahead, Connie. Uh, I've always wanted to breed to a better's delight. So just let's go ahead and inseminate, and uh, we'll see where it takes us from there. So that's how we had, it first started. And then, of course, we had the possible breech birth that uh, Kevin Sizer and his wife, uh, uh, Denise McNitt, helped with and uh, managed to get him uh, delivered in a normal fashion. But uh, And after that, he ended up, uh, Lowther up, got sick on us, right after Ohio, and right before we were into the uh, final. Uh, he had a reaction to an antibiotic, um, which was a common antibiotic, but he did have a reaction, and he was shipped to New Bolton immediately. Uh, George had everything in place and, and had the people to take him up there. So uh, I talked to the vet at New Bolton, and she told me if he can make it through the night, um, he, he might live. And that was a really uh, a real shock to us. And um, talking with George, he was very optimistic. He he said, "Gary, I've had this happen before. I know they'll tell you that, but I, I'm I'm sure he's going to be fine." Well, which was was it was very helpful at the time, believe me. So other than that, uh, he started training. We back training this year. He seemed like we he was fine, and uh, uh, the rest is history. You can. You can see the results so far. 
Now, Gary, uh, you guys started him out at Harrington, uh, where he was uh, second, but then you guys took him to the Ohio Sire Stakes Circuit, and we know from uh, the past few years that the Ohio Sire Stakes program has gotten bigger and better with a lot tougher horses. Uh, you entered into yep. that race and won two straight back-to-back races, uh, both in uh, track record performances, I believe. Uh, when did you guys that first you know, yeah. notice that you guys had something, uh, something big on your hands? That is correct. That's our first race out there, and uh, that was at, uh, I believe it was Sciota, wasn't it? Yep, Sciota. Yes, Sciota, and he equaled the track record and equaled the national record. And then, I, wow, I said, this, is, this, this really is impressive. So uh, at that point, uh, we knew we, that I think we had something that was very special. And then, of course, Gary when he went on the to win the, uh, the other races out there, um, uh, he was on the line one at one track. I think that was at the uh, uh, that Northfield, and we finished third. I, I believe it was third. Yes, and uh, we had to George had to work on getting him off that line, um, and then George ended up doing so. And and like I said, the rest is history. We've had George on this show many a time, so I mean, just a, 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 him and the family, they're just a, a top, top shelf individuals. Talk a little bit about your relationship with George. How'd you, how'd you get to know George, and uh, how'd you get to, uh, you know, kind of get in this partnership with him? Well, with, I've known George, everyone in, in Delaware seems to know George, and uh, he's had some very, very, very good horses. And uh, as a matter of fact, we used to go to the same uh, diner, I used to go after church. We meet at this. Uh, George would be at the People's Diner, and he had his family there having breakfast, and and we would talk a bit, and and then um, I just we seemed to uh, get along very well, and and from there we I gave him a few horses, and he was doing very well with them, and uh, I liked his philosophy, uh, which was you know you 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 can't just stay right here, in Delaware, and race. You, you have to you have to venture out in uh, such as Ohio or, or Pennsylvania or New York, and he was at the time he was able to to do that. Where some trainers just can't do it, they they don't have the personnel to be able to do it, and uh, they can't sacrifice what is back here in Delaware that they have going to, to uh, venture out into other states. But George had that connections, and he was able to do so, and and basically that's why I stayed with George. Now, Gary, obviously an action-packed season is coming up for Lather Up uh, with some decisions obviously to be made. Uh, has a schedule kind of been put together? Or are you guys going to kind of play it uh, week by week? No, we have a schedule for him. He's Right now he's in, he's, uh, we'll be racing in the hemp uh, eliminations, and if we're lucky enough to make the finals, he'll, that will be the following week. That, the eliminations are this Saturday, and then the final will be the following Saturday, and then Right after that, we'll be back out at, uh, in Ohio with uh, at Northfield, and I think there's a um, Milstein Memorial. Is it Milstein or Milstein? The Milstein, yep. The Carl, uh, yes. Well, he has an invitation to that, and then, of course, the Ohio Sires is going on, and there's a jug out there, so the little brown jug. And uh, from there, we, we have a Jenna's Beach Boy and uh, – uh, I think there's a, another Pegasus involved there. But, uh, yeah, we have a, quite a schedule right, right through uh, November 29th. 
Gary, one of the big questions is kind of circling around uh, lather up. A lot of people are asking about the, the Meadowlands pace. Where, where does that fit in, Gary? Well, right now, we, he was not nominated for the Meadowlands. We had not nominated him, so we would have to look at uh, the possibility if, if that, you know, if there is a, is a possibility, which it, well, I think the supplement is, uh, what is it, about fifty nine or $60,000, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but I think that's about what it is. And we'll have to decide whether or not uh, we it conflicts with anything else we have going on and uh, decide whether or not we want to supplement. And that's where we are on it. We haven't really decided yet. Well, Gary, listen. I know George certainly... has talked to some people concerning yeah. that, but uh, uh, there has been no decision that's been made. All right. Well, Gary, listen, we certainly appreciate you joining us. It's it's good to see good people do well, and, and uh, we well, appreciate you. you joining us on this program. And, and, and best of luck to you uh, with Lather Up and, uh, and all the other horses going forward, my friend. Oh, well, thank you very much, Mike and Mike. All right. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> all right. Take care. What a great story. And, and you yeah, know, what an and amazing I'll tell you, story. And, and Mike, and I'll, and I'll tell you what, you know, you, t- you talk about the the botched semen issue and in that kind of th- in that kind of stuff, you know. And you, you spend so much money in this business from an owner's point of view. And, and thank you, by the way, to all the owners in this business for, you know, putting putting their hard earned money on the line. Because, as you very well see, Mike, a lot of times it's luck. Right, things happen, and you know how many times have we seen George Teague come out of the woodwork with a bre- a horse that nobody's absolutely. ever heard of breeding wise, and just absolutely dominate uh, the sport of harness racing. So it's uh, it's nice to see that he's got another one. It'll be interesting to see what Latherup can do going forward. Yeah, and George George is a top flight top flight guy and a top flight horseman. So, uh, you know, I mean, George is definitely going to make the right decisions uh, as far as uh, where Lather up is to go as uh, he continues throughout the 2018 year, but it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be great to see him, uh, you know, perform out there. And, uh, you know, I didn't want to say anything to Gary, but you know, the comparisons are starting to, they're starting to circle, you know, Lather up. You know, we'll we'll have to wait and see if uh you know, if the two are gonna be close together. And I'm not trying to be funny or pessimistic no. or any of that. But obviously it's too early if you ask me to determine whether they are, you know, whether they are one and the same, you know, lather up of and wiggle course. a jiggle it. It'll be one of those things. Mike, we may never see them race in the same race together. Um, or we might, you know, that would be an interesting comparison if they both paid into the same event, uh, as older horses and uh, took on each other. Well, what we'll have to do is, you know, the next time Lather Up wins a race, we'll have to send Jess Scott in the winner's circle and have her ask that question. She's very good at asking those kind of questions. She gets very good responses, doesn't she? Uh, we won't talk about that. Oh, we got to get the we, – we got that's going to be one of our sound bites. You know, that's one of the things we need to add on the show is sound bites. Yeah, and well, that's, that definitely, bite. that's definitely going to be one of them, right? Uh, no, let's not go with that one. All right. Well, listen, we got to get back to work. We still got uh, some good stuff coming up on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Uh, let's see. Mariah Wright is in the on deck circle. She's going to be talking about her first driving win. Uh, so she's coming up in just a few minutes, plus the Gessicks in a can't miss segment. Jeff and Janine Gessick from Pacing for the Cure and much more left to come on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Over the past 25 years, 
Hoosier Park has revolutionized harness racing across the nation. The action returns Friday, March 30th, with racing every Tuesday through Saturday, starting at 6.30 p.m. Join the revolution at Hoosier Park Racing and Casino. Visit HoosierPark.com for more information. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farms.com new vocations resource adoption program retrain rehab rehome new vocations focuses on adoption as the optimal solution for the large numbers of horses that leave the track each year the program provides rehabilitation and transitional training to prepare the horses for a productive life beyond racing each horse is evaluated for temperament soundness, and suitability to help ensure a successful adoptive match. New Vocations Racehorse Adoption Program, celebrating 25 years and over 6,000 horses placed. Learn more at newvocations.org. This edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America Live for the USTA Studios. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, batting a thousand in uh, Major League Baseball is obviously the way to go. But how about batting a thousand with your first striving win and uh, your first shot at it? Absolutely. Good, good stuff. And uh, once again, we talked about the Michigan connection, the Michigan theme kind of throughout this whole show. And uh, it's going to continue right here with Mariah Wright. And uh, congratulations to her. As a matter of fact, I got to tell you, I remember when she was kind of just a toddler following uh, uh, her dad, Daryl Wright, of course. And a lot of people are familiar with Daryl, you know, longtime Michigan driver and and now applying is straight at Hoosier Park, and uh, now it's time for the next generations. And uh, Mariah Wright is uh, she got off to a good start, didn't she? Yeah, that's for sure. Well, Mariah joins the program now, and Mariah, we talked a little bit at Scioto Downs the other night about uh, about your first career win. But uh, before we jump into that, we got to kind of uh, break in a little bit. This is your first time on our show, and uh, tell us how you uh, got into the sport of harness racing and uh, how you grew up around the sport. Yeah, uh, thank you guys for having me. Um, I grew up in the business, obviously. My dad, my grandpa started. um, My dad's been in the business his whole life. And I started paddocking horses before I was actually able to, I'm sure. And then uh, in Michigan, they'll license you at 14 as a groom. So I got my license as soon as I could. And I've just been taking care of horses since then. Uh, I went to college for a little bit, and I came back to this. So. 
Mariah, Mike Bozich here. Uh, what made it, what made you kind of want to be a driver? I mean, obviously, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can be involved in the horse business. You can kind of be a trainer, you could be an owner, you know, um, or you could be a driver. What kind of grabbed you about the whole driving thing? Um, well, a couple of things that the women's pace series was really appealing. It gives you an opportunity to drive against the girls where you don't have to be thrown right onto the main stage with the boys and it also gave me an opportunity to drive a couple of my own horses in a place they fit. So it kind of just popped up Sunday morning. They were short on horses and I called and asked if they needed another one. So I put my horse in. Now, Mariah, what was it like to kind of get out there and uh, kind of get out there and drive for the first time? Obviously you've trained horses uh, before you've jogged horses, but how is that different from driving? I had schooled one behind the gate. Uh, late last year but when I turned to go to the gate I told my dad I said I got so nervous I almost felt like I wanted to cry and then once I got to the gate it all went away you just you're in that moment and there's no nerves there during the race it's just you're just in the race it was it's kind of really a feeling that's hard to describe because once you're in the race you don't really you don't think about anything else yeah, the butterflies kind of go away, and so so you got your first win. That's under your belt now. Is this something that obviously you want to build on, and, and is this what you want to do with uh, with your life? Yeah, I think um, mostly I'll stick to the training aspect of it. I have four or five of my own right now, but I'm definitely going to drive a couple of them in the women's pace, and then I'd also like to start driving in the Billings once I get my P license. I'm going to drive in the Billings in a couple of the fairs. But uh, once I get my provisional license, I'm going to drive in the Billings and probably not make a career of driving. But when the opportunity arises or with a particular horse, I'll be driving them. Now, Mariah, talk a little bit about uh, you said that you wanted to train horses. Uh, obviously, going forward, um, would you like to continue training in the state of Michigan or you think you kind of maybe branch out, you know, Indiana, Ohio, or is it uh, kind of a family connection back at home? Um, I've actually resided in Indiana the past few years uh, during the Hoosier Park meet. So I plan on either Indiana or Ohio. I've been in Ohio for the winters and then Indiana when uh, the meet's going here. So I think I'll probably stick to Indiana, Ohio. Um, I love Michigan, but there's just not much there anymore, especially if you're going to make a career of this. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, we've seen a lot of, you know, uh, Michigan drivers and trainers kind of, you know, hedge out. They branched out to the East Coast, to uh, Indiana, and some other places as well. Mariah, I know it's very early in, in your career, and I know it's, you know, you're very young, and, and, you know, we don't tend to think, you know, at a young age, we don't tend to think about maybe what's coming 10, 15, 20 years down the road. But where do you see yourself 10, 15, 20 years down the road? Where, what are some of the goals that you've set yourself in this sport? Um, well, immediately I'm working on um, getting my degree. It's not really in this sport, but it's something that I want to have. I uh, double majors in bio biology and business, and I want to have that. I think it'll give me a little bit of an edge because I'll have that, you know, business degree that can help me in the business. And then I want I have four or five of my own, but I'd like to kind of keep getting a few higher class horses and, you know, you want to move up the ranks a little bit and most of my horses are a little bit older and I'd like to start 
getting a few younger horses, maybe get a couple babies within the next couple of years. And uh, driving-wise, I look forward to hopefully making the final at Delaware for the Women's Pacing Series. Mariah, real quick, uh, I know this is kind of off topic a little bit, but uh, Jackson Raceway is coming up uh, in a little less than a month, actually three weeks. uh, Post time with Mike and Mike will be live from Jackson Raceway in Michigan. And uh, you are on the board out there. Talk to us a little bit about that and uh, how that came about and uh, what the plans are for the day. Well, they are demolishing the racetrack, so that won't be there anymore. And over the winter, when we found out about it, Mike Way, um, he's the really the the mind behind the great event. Um, he decided he wanted to kind of have one last celebration of racing at Jackson, and he's put, he's brought together some amazing amazing donors and just a group of great people that have been able to get the track put together. They're going to have they're hoping to have ten races. That kind of depends on how many horses they're getting. But um, it's just going to be everything that Jackson always was. Jackson was always a great place to race, and you couldn't, you can't find a better place to race. The crowds were amazing, and it's one of those places I've never been anywhere like it. The Wednesday, it was a Wednesday night with short fields, and the crowd would still be roaring every time the horses turned for home. And they want to recreate that and not have a not have bad memories of it closing, and just really remember how good the times were and get everybody together one last time. Yeah, it's certainly going to be a bittersweet moment. I mean, it's going to be great to uh, see it all unfold out there. And of course we'll be live on this program there, but uh, you know, it's, it's still going to be sad because I mean, like you say, I mean, Jackson was a a roaring, roaring place. It was uh, a very magical place. Well, listen, Mariah, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Uh, Best of luck to you in the future. We'll certainly, uh, we'll certainly keep tabs as uh, you know, you continue to uh, accomplish things throughout your career. Thank you very much, and thank you guys for having me. All right, that was Mariah Wright. And yeah, I got to, you know, Mike Jackson's going to be, that's going to be a, a bittersweet moment, you know, especially for me. I mean, especially for somebody that, you know, I mean, knew full well the capabilities and the abilities of Michigan racing of what could have been if we would have got a couple of legislative breaks along the way. Yeah, definitely. There's no telling what it could have been. Brett Boyd tried for a few years to reopen Jackson Raceway, and unfortunately, it just uh, just fell through. So it's a bittersweet moment for us. I'm glad that they have allowed us to uh, come put uh, put on a product out there and kind of highlight the uh, racing out there a little bit. And it'll be a fun day. Um, it'll be a sad day, but it'll be a fun day. So we'll get to talk and hear some of the stories. And I love, Mike, I don't know about you, but I love hearing some of the older stories from the sport of harness racing and uh, finding out about, you know, what it used to be like and, uh, you know, some of that stuff that goes on. Yeah, certainly. All right, we still have uh, a couple of things left in this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike. That can't miss segment with Pacing for the Cure is next, so you're certainly not going to want to miss that. Plus, there is a big card coming up this weekend, Mike, uh, coming up. Uh, on Friday night at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono as they are holding eliminations for their big stakes day next week. And, Mike, I'll tell you, there's some great, great action coming up uh, elimination-wise uh, this weekend at the Downs at Mohegan Sun Pocono. And and uh, one of the things I do want to mention real quick, Mike, that Ben Franklin elimination, uh, there's three, three eliminations of the Ben Franklin 
for older Pacers. And I had a chance yesterday, uh, the day before yesterday to talk a little bit to Dave Miller about uh, Heaven Rocks. And, you know, Heaven Rocks, just to kind of remind you, is, uh, is a horse that's coming from overseas. He's, I think he's making his, what, third or fourth start now. Uh, and he just missed here in the Commodore Barry. Um, Heaven Rocks uh, had had some issues. You know, I mean, obviously, when you come from overseas to America, you know, you're going to have some issues adjusting to the climate and, you know, the track configurations and the distances and all that kind of stuff. But uh, Dave told me that Heaven Rocks has really settled down and uh, is really straightened out, uh, you know, as far as his, his training goes. And he's been training lights out. So he is in the second race, the first of three divisions of the Ben Franklin coming up at the Downs of Mohegan Sun Pocono. But if you look up and down that card, Mike, it's going to be tremendous. It's going to be a tremendous stakes, uh, stakes uh, night come next week. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to be out there uh, in a couple of weeks. It'll be fun to kind of see, uh, you know, some of those horses up close and personal after the eliminations. It'll be interesting to see who makes the final. There's a couple of these eliminations who are absolutely loaded. Yeah, no question about it. So you're going to uh, certainly want to make plans to uh, check it out wherever you may be. All right, I can't miss segment of Pacing for the Cures coming up next. You've got Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Are you a student looking to log volunteer hours or just someone interested in spending free time giving back in your local community? Pacing for the Cure could use your help. We need volunteers at local events to help with fundraising and to assist with the annual dinner party planning activities. Please email Janine at pacingforthecure.org for more information. Again, that's Janine at pacingforthecure.org. Mike? Pacing for the Cure annual sponsorship opportunities are available on the pacingforthecure.org website under the donor tab. Choose your sponsorship level or customize your own sponsorship package. This is a great time to reserve a table sponsorship at the annual Pacing for the Cure fundraising dinner party in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania in November. As always, there will be great food, entertainment, and prizes at the annual event. Visit pacingforthecure.org. We're back on Post Time with Mike and Mike, presented by Bet America. Mike Bozich, along with Mike Carter. And right now, we are so graciously joined by the dynamic duo of Pacing for the Cure, Jeff and Janine Gessick. And I'll tell you what, Janine, we have had you pretty much on the show on a monthly basis. And uh, we really haven't had Jeff on a whole lot. So this is really a special thing to have Jeff kind of make a cameo appearance. How are you guys doing tonight? Great. Great. How are you doing, Mike? We're doing fantastic. Well, this is uh, kind of a special edition. We've been doing this for a month now, and, you know, we've we've kind of heard some of the stories. You know, we've talked a lot about uh, what multiple sclerosis is. We haven't really touched a whole lot about the research update, what's actually happening behind the scenes with a lot of the dollars that people donate and what's happening in terms of finding a cure uh, for this disease. So, Janine, this is a good place to start. Give us kind of an update on where things are as far as the actual research goes for multiple sclerosis. Sure, I'm happy to do that. But first, I have to say, well, Mike, you, you and I have been talking for months now, and I decided it was time to bring the creative 
part of the charity to the table. So I'm happy that Jeff could join us um, for this special edition. But uh, Jeff and I recently had the opportunity to visit Dr. Jeffrey Greenstein, who's the founder of the Multiple Sclerosis Research Institute at his research lab in Philly. He presented an update on his MS research where he is studying the JC virus and how that virus infects individuals with MS. The virus can get into the brain and then it can replicate. And 100% of us, believe it or not, have the proteins of this virus. Our immune cells, though, are designed to pick up foreign invaders like the JC virus. However, people with MS, there is an odd reaction to it. The virus in an immune cell switches and has an opposite reaction. What happens is certain proteins latch onto other proteins and they take them to a part of the cell and clump up all the proteins of the virus and that way they can't break down. So a medication called Tisabri, which is what Dr. Greenstein is um, testing in his research lab, that particular medication tries to keep the virus out of the brain and actually can break down the virus. Now, Dr. Greenstein is looking at which part of the immune cell is affected. So we know MS is a tissue-specific autoimmune disease and that these immune genes are changed in people with MS. There are over 100 autoimmune diseases, so finding a cure for MS might just help cure other autoimmune diseases like Alzheimer's, lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, or diabetes, just to name a few. Now, Janine, what, uh, and I know we've kind of talked about this in the past, but for those people that really don't know, what kind of causes uh, this disease of the immune system? Well, um, that's a great question. The immune system actually circulates immune cells, which are able to recognize something that is foreign in our body, and they're able to respond to it. But people with MS, have cells that are always ready to react. They're kind of like in this hyperstate. And they're, the defect is actually in what they call the T regulatory cells, where there is an exaggerated response to your own body. There is damage in the myelin, and that myelin is the insulation around our nerves. And then there's ongoing degeneration, thus the inability to repair the myelin. So Dr. Greenstein is now able to measure that degree of reaction that happens in the immune cells in his state-of-the-art research lab. In MS treatment, the goal is to increase the T regulatory cells and decrease another type of cell that's called T effector cells. So basically, Mike, what is happening is there's a yin and yang response in the immune system where the T regulatory cells and the T effector cells get off balance. So um, the goal in the research in, and in the treatment is to further understand um, that yin and yang and figure out how to get that under control so that um, in this case like the drug like Tisabri, it can actually break down when things get jammed up. It can break down where those problem areas occur. Um, so it's really fascinating research, and it's very cutting edge. Let's bring in uh, Jeff Gessick to the program. Jeff, we certainly appreciate you joining us. Tell us a little bit about how we are to raise money uh, for the research and uh, things of that sort. Obviously, everything takes money. Tell us about how we raise that money to get this stuff done. Well, first of all, 
thanks, Mike and Mike, for having me on, too. Uh, we're starting to have uh, events this summer. Toyota Downs, July 14th, is a Saturday. We're having an MS walk. Uh, Sunday, July 22nd, we're going to be in Ocean Downs in Maryland. And, and August 20th, we're going to be sponsored with the MSOA out in Pittsburgh. We're going to go to a Pirates game. So between all our, me and Janine going to racetracks, community events, and our volunteer team putting in such a great deal of effort, we uh, really create as many events across the country as we can for people to enjoy. And we have our annual Harrisburg dinner party in November. So for your convenience, everybody that goes to the Harrisburg sale, we've moved the venue to the Harrisburg Farm Show Complex on Monday, November 5th, after the sale. Although the location has changed, the great food, open bar, fun, entertainment, prizes, raffles, and more are still the same. So we'd like to have as many people as we can join us there, too. And, Jeff, I know you guys got some sponsorship packages, some different ways that people can get involved. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, basically, we have a premium buffet and open bar sponsor for $5,000. We have photographer or entertainment sponsor because everybody needs a photographer and we need entertainment. So we'd like a sponsor for that for $1,500. Uh, you just get your friends together, stables, anybody that wants to join us, tables of 10 or $1,000. And the party's only four months away, so please sign up now. You can Individual tickets and tables may be purchased by going to patientforthecure.org forward slash donate and you can contact me at jeff at patientforthecure.org or at myself 609-354-8992 if you would like to discuss sponsorship raffle donation or have any other questions about any event we're attending this summer Okay, and I know, Janine, we're going to bring you back in here because I do have one more question for you before we let you go. But, Jeff, one more time, um, if somebody wants to, and, and we'll give everybody a second out there to get their pen or their piece of paper or anything they write on or if they put it in their phone nowadays. I know people like to do that. But, once again, if people want to get a hold of you, if they want to contact you as far as the sponsorship goes or anything like that, let's give them, once again, the name, the number, the email, however you want them to contact you once again. Sure. There's basically two two best ways would be Jeff at pacingforthecure.org, or they can call me on my cell, 609-354-8992, and I'd be glad to personally answer any questions about our charity or any event we have upcoming each year. Now, Janine, you were earlier talking about the research um, and talking about some of the strides uh, that Dr. Greenstein in particular has made uh, as far as battling this disease. Are there any, is there anything else that maybe we should know about uh, concerning uh, some of the research that's being done? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I think, Mike, you and I talked about this previously. A lot of people really don't understand this disease called multiple sclerosis. And in fact, just recently, I um, had a conversation with somebody that said, you know, a, a lot of people she ran into, they had a difficult time sort of understanding MS, but they know other autoimmune diseases. So they know things like they have a relative with Alzheimer's or a relative that's been struggling with lupus. And Dr. Greenstein has developed and patented a compound that can be effective not only in the treatment of multiple sclerosis, but in other types of autoimmune diseases like Parkinson's or Alzheimer's disease. So while there might be folks out there listening who say, you know, I don't really know much about um, MS, but they know a loved one that does have another type of autoimmune dis um, disease, 
we're all in this together and fighting the fight to potentially cure many, so more than one autoimmune disease. So I think that's very exciting, and the, the research is kind of taking us to a whole new place where hopefully there will be some um, groundbreaking results that can help a lot of people, not just people with MS. So um, thank you for helping us pass this infor- information along and, and letting us continue to raise awareness. And once again, for more information, you can visit pacingforthecure.org. Again, that's pacingforthecure.org. Jeff and Janine Gessick, outstanding work, guys. We certainly appreciate you joining us, and we'll check in with you next month. Great. great. Thank Thank you so much. Winback Farms yearlings are born to compete and raised to win. Be sure to check out our lineup to take advantage of opportunities in slot and rich states. Our yearlings are eligible in Delaware, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Ontario, and Pennsylvania. Our 2018 sales schedule kicks off in Goshen on September 9th, followed by Lexington October 2nd through the 6th, London October 13th to the 14th, Harrisburg November 5th to the 7th, and the Harrisburg Mix Sale on November 8th. For more information, visit winbackfarm.com. That's Winback farm.com We're back on this edition of Post Time with Mike and Mike presented by Bet America. Mike Carter alongside of Mike Bozich. And Mike, what a big weekend of racing coming up at Pocono. Uh, we'll see some Hamiltonian eligibles. We'll see some Meadowlands Pace eligibles. Uh, and we're also going to see some of the age veteran horses uh, go at it this weekend. Oh, it's a fantastic card. And, uh, you know, it's uh, all these eliminations, I think, are going to be very, very competitive. So you're certainly going to want to tune in. I mean, the Ben Franklin, obviously, in my opinion, is one of my favorite races. I mean, whenever you get the older paces together, especially as competitive as it has been this year, it's always going to be fun. I mean, you look at that second division, you've got Rock and Ron, you've got McWicked, you've got Mocket So. You've got Waikiki Beach who's been racing better. Maybe he's starting to live up to his expectations. Uh, you've got Scott Rocks who's always dangerous. I mean, that is just one division of three in that Ben Franklin. You want to talk about a deep, deep race. Boy, that's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to be, or I'm going to actually be at the uh, the finals um, next week. So that's going to be uh, it's going to be my first stakes trip uh, to Pocono uh, for Sun Stakes Saturday. Well, maybe I and, should drive out and see you. Are well, you buying dinner? Yeah, well, you know what? I hold on. Wait a minute, Rich. Mike Bozich just said he's going to buy us dinner next Saturday at a. Oh, Rich is buying. He's, dinner. Buy, he's oh, buying Rich the whole gang dinner. dinner. Okay. All right. He's buying the whole gang dinner at uh, at uh, at Pocono next week. So I'm going to let you listen. You're you're getting us some steaks if that's the case, my friend. You talking about you talking to Rich? Or you talking to me? Uh, no, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Oh, oh I'm, we're having technical difficulties. I can't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, all right. Well, the next couple of weeks in the sport of harness racing are definitely going to be fun. Uh, we've got a couple of live remotes that are lined up back-to-back, Mike, uh, Jackson, Michigan, on July 8th. Then we run right back into the Meadowlands Pace on July 14th at Meadowlands Racing and Entertainment. That's going to be fantastic. Uh, i tell you what, I can't wait. You know, like I say, there's some great harness racing action. It's I I say this 
at this time every year. It's great. It's a great time of year, this time of year, to be a harness racing fan. I mean, you've got so many horses coming back. Uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's just a really, really fun time to be a harness racing fan. And this year, with, you know, most of the divisions very competitive, it's going to be very interesting. All right. Well, we'll see everybody back here next uh, Thursday with a first post of 1030. Mike Bosich has got to get to work. I've got to get back to work as well. Don't forget to check us out at our website, posttimewithmikeandmike.com. Check out the Handicappers Corner. And also feel free to check us out on social media at PT Mike and Mike One. Good night, everybody.